This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Meet Your Congregation. I'm Caleb. I'm here with Pastor Jay Baker. Hello. Of Revolution Church here in Seattle, Washington. And yes. We're, we are actually literally in Seattle, We're Washington. in Seattle, Washington, coming to you live. For, we're alive. We're alive. And you know who else is alive? Live My brother, Tate. Nate. Nate is Who alive. we have Hello. over video call. How's it going, Nate? It's going. Yeah, you've had a tough couple weeks, huh? You got uh, you got sick, eh? Yes, and my assumption it was COVID, but I'm on day twelve, I think now, waiting for results to come back from the lab, and still zip zero. Wow, not that's wild. I know, because in Minneapolis it was like three days. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to the Family and Compass Medical Center that we have, and I did get within an hour. Uh, what's it called? Rapid results or whatever. So it told me that it was negative, but that thing is so inaccurate that they want to confirm it. But like yesterday, I called them, for example, and was like, hey, so I'm waiting all day for your call. got nothing. Can you transfer me to the person who can you know, tell me about my results for my COVID test? She's like, sure. And then she transferred me to an answering machine. No way. And, yeah. And, and then I'm waiting all day today for a response from the answering machine message I left and nothing. Wow. It's nice. past. It's almost five o'clock now. So, oh. Actually, they're calling right now. No way. Oh, this is crazy. Okay, live sorry. on the air. Do you want to take it live? Hello? Oh, my God. This is so suspenseful, Hello. Jay. Yeah, so thank weird. you for calling back. It's suspenseful. Find out if he has COVID. Well, not that it happened on... Oh, it was negative. Okay, for As sure. we're talking about it, that was wild. Wow, yeah. This seems so and staged. Nothing else was picked up on the test? Everything seems... <laughs> nothing else. I think you guys planned it. <laughs> yeah. It's my mom. I know. I know what you guys do. I know how you guys do it. That's very fair, but no, we did. <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me, bro. Jay's mind will be blown. <laughs> this is the. Yeah, uh, you too. Goodbye. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they they say it's negative, but I, I guess I'll believe that. I'm just a little wow. skeptical because I was literally like I literally had a fever for eight or nine days straight. I thought I had it and had the same thing, and it came back inconclusive that's what they said wow really they did they said they stopped giving negative tests at that hospital because of so many inconclusiveness so it was inconclusive inconclusive but i thought i had it i think they're like detecting the antibodies in your system that fight it and if you don't have enough of those antibodies they say like inconclusive or something wow so you live on the air just took a real call and Got negative results COVID. for COVID. That's great. Wow. Wow. That's the magical. studio audience is going crazy. What a radical, radical show. Mm. Yes, radical. I we're breaking news right here. Yep. That's what we do. God works in mysterious ways. The timing of that we couldn't have staged. <laughs> yeah, we could have, and it would have been a lot better. <laughs> Positive. No. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, had we done it right. We would have ended the last episode with the phone ringing. With it ringing, uh, yeah. and yeah. guys, I got. I'll have to get back to you after you take this. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got to have, or just the, it is what 
next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, find yeah. out. <laughs> One of these yeah. characters has COVID, and then it flashes. But then there's like a quick little picture of like some random person who nobody knows. It was Jeff. right, right. Who the heck's Jeff? Oh. Um, so this, that's what this show is about. Um, riffing about uh, better podcasts ideas. So mm-hmm. great. Um, no, um, so I guess where we left off talking to you, Nate, because this is a, a part two of our interview with you, we, I guess we kind of left off uh, kind of telling your story uh, and your struggle over the past few years with bipolar. Let's see, it, it started Mental what your, yeah, your, your senior year of, ho- of, of, of high school. Junior. Was it your junior year? Yeah, the last semester of my junior year, because I never completed that. Okay, so how many years ago was that? That was 2013, I think. Okay, so like no, eight it was years early ago. 2014. Okay, 70 years ago or so. Um, so yeah, so you've come quite a long way, and I was telling you last episode how how genuinely proud I am of you. And um, so 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 now, I guess we got a little bit into the fact that like a, a result of you having all of those psychotic breaks is now having less capacity for like what people might call like faith in supernatural events and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and, and just you, because you have been so convicted of, of what you, what felt like to you, like real supernatural events. Um, yeah. uh, so I think that's kind of an, an, an interesting thing. Um, so where would you, I wanted to add yeah, something on that, by the way, it just, yeah, the, the supernatural events, like, um, or I, what you just mentioned, basically, I actually brought up with someone, one of uh, Sam's friends, our brother, Sam, I was playing like Halo with him online and he mentioned that he was LDS, like, you know, he was, uh, you know, Mormon. And we ended up having, like, this hour-long conversation about, like, essentially what we discussed in the first podcast or the first interview or whatever we did. Um, about, like, how it's so hard for me to believe in something like that because I've been convinced of it. And for some reason, like, within my psychosis, like, I always, like, connect with Mormonism just because it was, like, Christianity yeah. in the United States, like, active. Like, you know, Jesus came to the U.S. and all that. It's an exciting sequel. To evangelicalism, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it was it was perfect for my you know psychotic brain because it's like oh I can make you know the Bible three Mormonism was you know Christianity two point now this is like three point like I was just expanding out like writing the second Book of Mormon or the thinking trilogy. I was like the Mormon prophet or whatever yeah the exactly it, it was like lore I could expand upon that, that's yeah. what I thought of anyway um I, I brought it up with him and I was like how like he he had been on missions before I was like how would you explain that to someone with like me with bipolar disorder who was convinced he was the next prophet of mormonism and god was talking to him and it was all just mental illness like how could i come to terms with all that and he's like well i don't really quite have an answer for you but i do know like i studied bipolar disorder in psychology and like one thing my teacher said was a lot of people with bipolar disorder think they're jesus and like think they have these like prophetic visions and all this stuff Mm. and he's just like you you need to discuss i was a missionary i don't know what to say on that but he did acknowledge like yeah that i it was interesting that he didn't say, oh, those are just demons attacking you and lying to you in your head. He acknowledged, like, yeah, that's, like, mental illness. And I don't know how to explain it, but, yeah, I wouldn't say that's, like, God talking to you or something. Right. That's nice. It, it was okay. just interesting to hear his feedback from the Mormon point of view. Because often, like, you know, the people at IHOP would say, oh, you know, me thinking I'm the next Mormon prophet or Jesus is just demons talking to me. It's not right. mental illness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and were you ever at that, during that experience, were you fully convinced that it was demonic or did you just kind of go along with it because it was there and it was, it was something that might work something because it, nothing else that you tried had worked. 
Yeah, it, 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 I didn't think it was demonic, but I did think it was like me having these spiritual experiences. Like at the start of it, when I'm semi still sane, like, you know, in the hypomanic stage, I guess. Right. I was thinking like, oh, this is because at the time during the hypomanic stage, we were doing things with bipolar agnostics or I was trying to get back into Christianity. So it just it, it worked in conduct, conjunction together in a bad way. Like. I would think it's real and be convinced, like, oh, maybe God is talking to me, or I had this crazy encounter with someone, and that was God sending him my way, and he wanted that to happen. And so I would really think it's real, but then once I was, like, fully gone, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was psychotic, I wasn't on the rain, the, the, I wasn't aware of actual existence and what was real and what was fake. Like, that's when I was convinced, like, oh, I am, like, <laughs> like, you know, literally the proper word. That's when... <clears throat> There's so many things going through my head. It's hard to explain this. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's weird when you think about it. I'm sure and have to go over it again. It triggers yeah. those little feelings that you had. Like, yeah, I know, like, like, when I think about the ECT, the electric shock therapy, I got, like, kind of paranoid. And sometimes when I think, or because I, I kept losing my memory. Yeah. And just thinking back mm. to that, that whole feeling of, like, oh, right. like, is someone out to get me kind of mm. thing was really weird, you know? mm it's like even weird being fearful that you're that. losing your memory. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was really bizarre, you know, and my people would be like, oh, have you eaten? Like the people I was staying with, like, did you have dinner? And I was like, I, I don't remember. I don't know. Wow. Like, that yeah. was so I remember bizarre. Yeah, that, I remember those. You're, you were like a shell. Yeah, I was when, like, yeah. Done. Couldn't remember if yeah. I took my medications. I thought people were hiding my medications from me, and I'd actually had somebody hold it for me, so I didn't take too much. And oh, so so that you didn't forget that you take yeah, it, yeah, and, and all this stuff, and right. it was just like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, and and thinking back to that is uncomfortable. So I can't imagine, you know, it's similar to being think like when you have a psychotic break to think mm-hmm. back to that. You still get the. It's like when you listen to music, you still get the feelings of right. the time, or you kind yeah. of get mm-hmm. into it, you know, and that totally. Triggering, 100%. Not a very comfortable feeling, really. Right. It's interesting. Like, like I, I get what you're saying 100%. Especially yeah. with, that's a good comparison for music. Like, it's actually hard for me to listen to a lot of music now because it, like, I would just obsessively listen to it at the time or I, I was hearing the lyrics and thought it was speaking to me in a certain way. Right. And it just triggers all these memories of what I was thinking at the time. And it brings back up old thought processes. And it's, it's, it's traumatic though. It, it it's like PTSD. It's hard to think about, and I can't listen to that song. Like it's just. It's I'm sure it's, it's literal PTSD. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. it is. Uh, you know, it's. it's I did di- um, diagnosable therapy where this is a therapy it's clinical session, um, but I did the rapid eye movement therapy um, EMDR, oh, yeah. and what they do is they take you to those moments, mm. and you're doing you're watching this line go back and forth, and it's buzzers in your hand that are going along with the with the stop and uh and they really you they ask you about it how does it make you feel where you're at the whole time you're watching this stop. and it really takes you to a dark place oh and you feel those things again um hmm. are you in like a dream state because rapid eye movement is the dream it, it's, state. it's, it's not like a dream state though it's like one of those things where i was literally like this is a load of shit like it took me like two years to be talked into doing it. I did it and it really worked well. Mm. Like it really helped me deal with some of those like really harsh scars that just would not, not even, you know, scars are healed, I guess. So those wounds that would not go away, the, pe- the, the mm. post-traumatic, and it, it's for people who suffer from post-traumatic stress. It was for soldiers. Mm. And, yeah. um, 
And it was really wild how much I, I did it to deal with some of the pain I had with my relationship with my dad and some of the insecurities that had built in over my life to the point where I was kind of playing those out with other people, you know, we're like, sure. yeah. And, uh, it really has helped a lot to the point where like now I have relationships that I have with people who've known me that long, you know, kind of feel like they're adjusting to somebody new. You know what I mean? Cause wow, I'm not yeah. like, I'm like standing up for myself mm. and I'm not dealing mm-hmm. with that. And I'm, you know, have clear boundaries and, and, uh, stuff like that. So it, 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 I was, you know, I'm, mm. I, I was pretty, pretty impressed by it. You wow. Know? Yeah. So it's um, like, it's almost like a, like surgery for mental health kind of like go, we're going in, you know? Yeah. And, and they go to a really dark, it, it's, you know, cause I was like, Oh, this is going to be ridiculous watching a, how's a dot watching a dot go back and forth is going to be helpful right. at all. And at the same time, I didn't realize that they were going to take you to this, like just open it all up and it's all there. But they say sometimes runners also are able to deal with stuff better. Hmm. And it has to do with that. Boom, 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 boom. How your brain, the it's the, it's your brain mm. going from right to left, right to left, right to left. Oh. So anyway, <clears throat> it sounds ridiculous. Um, but sounds like voodoo. It really worked well yeah, for wow. me. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore, but, what I did, to, I, it worked, and I don't need to go back. Yeah, you're cured, yeah. Jay. You're fixed. I don't know if I'm cured or not, but yeah. I'd like to try psychoanalysis next. So that would be the next mm, one. Wow, yeah. But it just like stops you from having flashbacks to those memories. But I mean, obviously, you still remember them. No, right? I still remember them. It just it allows them to be memories and not to okay. be traumas. Mm. You know, and ah. not and to not in a way be unconsciously revealing themselves to me constantly. Like, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm like playing out this, mm. Oh, I'm going to disappoint my dad, but I'm going to disappoint my dad, but I'm going to actually disappoint you and make this happen again. Like I'm not reliving I out see. the scenarios anymore. You know, that, that, mm. that's, cause that's what your unconscious is really can right. screw it's with like trying to get way. you to deal with it. Kind of, it's like, well, even deal with it or just relive trying it. to, yeah. Like, you know, like, Oh, you know, <clears> somebody, like the, the taste of it is still there. You the start, tint. you start to want to be humiliated. Mm. Your unconscious, you know, starts to make you think that you want to be humiliated. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, wow. even though you don't want to be right. humiliated unconsciously, right. you're creating yeah. situations where right mm-hmm. you will be humiliated mm-hmm. so it kind of just kind of just brings it out right and, wow. and allows it to be um you just get you out of a cycle mm. self-destructive so, yeah. cycle sounds like something I can and use. i've talked to other people who've done it too and they've been just like i been like yeah it's kind of kind of weird how mm. it works you know interesting it is really, it's really wow. bizarre. I, I mean, I'm not, I, that's why I don't talk a lot about it. It's, I mean, it's actually seems more bizarre to me than getting electric shock therapy, <laughs> which wow. was really yeah. freaking bizarre. Right. I would like to have similar results that you do because like, it'd be nice just to have them as memories now because the whole reliving it and applying what happened to the past, like what happened in the past to the current scenario and like obsessing about potential negative outcomes that is what I want to avoid and prevent because it, it happens too often. Like, I mean, in the last few months, I'll go through periods where I'm not thinking about it too much, so much. But the, like, there are certain triggers where I start replaying like what happened, and even like you said, how maybe it could repeat itself in this scenario. You know, like how yeah. how something from the past could just relive itself. And 
being able to escape. Like at this point, I've just accepted that I'll have all these flashbacks and PTSD and trauma. I just learned to live with it. Like it sucks yeah. when it happens, but I'm just like, all right, well, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I don't see how I can undo but it. But I think that's the beginning. I think that's the beginning of getting better, though, is is accepting it. You know, mm. I mean, like I've had to like that was the beginning of me dealing with my panic attacks is just being like, OK, here mm. it is. Right. This is, you know, rather than trying to fight it mm. or avoid yeah. it, you mm. know, like I just won't get in a car. I'll just carry this with me all the time and I'll feel better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, learning to kind of start to embra- embracing the the horrors of right. it. Yeah. Or saying. Or knowing that it's there and being like, yep, yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's there. It's there. You so, know, like they say in... That's what I love about therapy is it does help you deal with that yeah. stuff. And that's what, you know, mindfulness is, is all about is, uh, you know, letting the... Acknowledging that the thought is there, that the thing is there, that the monster is there, the demon is there, and, and just letting, like, you know, letting it so, pass like a big storm cloud in the sky. There it is. There it goes. That's what DBT taught me. Yeah. yeah, right. It's That's learned from mindfulness meditation and Buddhism and stuff like that. So anyways... um. So, but Nate, you also did, speaking of, look at me with my transitions here, my segues, um, Jay's dying. Uh, you, you did have a a little stint with Buddhism too, Nate, huh? Not during, as I recall, uh, any of your mania. I, I, I remember you, um, us going to the Buddhist temple in Kansas city where you are currently stationed, uh, in that area, um, going there, um, what, during your, uh, downswings during your depressive episodes. I remember us doing that quite a bit. Um, is that, is that, do I, am I remembering correctly? Yeah, I, I think that's before I ever had a psychotic break. Oh, like, really? That was okay. originally an extra credit assignment for English, like AP English junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. It was oh. to explore another culture or religion. So that's why I started doing that. And then I remember, as as I remember, Dad, or you didn't want to go to church, to Christian church, but Dad wanted you to get some sort of, I think as he said, spiritual stimulation or whatever. So he was yeah. like, you know, so so find something. And you were like, well, how about Buddhism? And he was like, okay, cool. And so he, so the three of us would go to the Buddhist temple. Oh, your dad's kind of an open dude. I mean, it turned into that, but it, it was, it started, I did, I went there for extra credit. Originally. Initially, like, okay. It was totally for Got it. Right, like, and that was like cool. Like he's going to something. Like that's nice. So dad would go along, and then mom just thought, you know, it was a way for Satan to speak to us. Yeah, something. through Buddha. That she said that. Yeah, yeah. the the devil. Will get Does in. your mom and dad argue a lot? <laughs> they just don't talk about that okay. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you guys always have like these two things. Like then dad went to the Buddhist temple, and then he yeah. went to the Satan temple. And then mom said we're all going to hell. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> That's a great point. We should have them on. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Mom wouldn't agree. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so did. Uh, but then, why did you keep? Why did you keep going back? What uh, What attracted you to that? Yeah, I guess it was just something to do in an attempt to get out of like the depression or to slow down my mind. That's another thing. Like I, I've been diagnosed with ADHD too. Like my mind's always running, and often like. When just talking to people or listening to anything, it's hard to stay focused on. Like I just go on these tangents in my head, mm. and and I, I thought meditation would be a good way to slow that down. But actually, it didn't. For me, I, maybe I didn't do it right, but it didn't seem to help. Like it would just get worse. You have nothing oh, going really? on, no stimulus, and uh-huh. so your thoughts are just like, okay, wait, bring it back to your breath, and you know, tangent, 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 tangent. Oh, breath, breath, and then why am I bringing it back to my breath? Why am I here? What am I doing? What? Yeah, like <laughs> I always had fear that I was going to hyperventilate when I would do it. 
It's because they say, bring it back to your breath. And I'd be like, oh my God, am I breathing right now? I'm thinking about my breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can breathe. <laughs> not here. Is this time normal people breathe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's serious. It was, it was terrifying. Like, give me some water. I need water. I can't swallow. <laughs> How do you swallow? <laughs> <laughs> this is very calming. Thank you, Buddha. <laughs> right. Like, why are we focused on the breath so much? Do we have problems with breathing? Oh, that's funny. So it didn't work out too well for you, <laughs> Nate? No one here has reached enlightenment. Yeah, I love the tenets of Buddhism and all that, and I think there's a lot of good to be gotten from it, but I just, yeah, something just stopped me from pursuing it. I'm sure it's just like one of the episodes, like going back to a depressive episode or some major life event happening, Just I just stopped pursuing it. Yeah, yeah I, I do really like Buddhism. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do want to say that, though. I think there's a lot of value there. And it's more, I like how it's more spirituality and less religion. Like, it's not forcing you to do some things again to heaven or follow all these rules. It's more like, you know, life philosophy and Yeah, well, suggestion. American Buddhism so, like, is okay. anyway. Yeah. Well, no, it helps huh? you get rid of... Uh, I was just saying American Buddhism It kind of gets rid of right, the yeah. capitalist desire, too, which is nice. Mm. You know, like, if I yeah. have more, I'll be happy, which never, you're never happy. Right. And Buddhism very you know figured that out a long time ago like hey this capitalism things mm. i'm never gonna work mm-hmm. right so right you're, i like that idea yeah. right life is suffering you're you know yeah you're never gonna scratch that itch that's a lot of philosophies about that you're, gonna, you're never gonna feel your lack you're never gonna sit perfectly in a chair to where you could sit there for eternity and be comfortable you know you're always gonna be shifting and trying to find a new position that is that is comfortable well, i have a jacket that kind of filled fulfilled the lack unfortunately oh, yeah? i you, you found weight. the sacred weight. object? Yeah, I did, but put on a little weight during COVID, so it's a little tight right now. So oh. now, I so have now to your go. object cause of desires to get back into that jacket. <laughs> yeah, or just <laughs> have enough money to buy a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it is about the stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That one pearl, it, it's like, it's like it I could just be terrible. I know, I need one like the... Um, the jacket no, like um, satisfaction. Uh, the... Back to the Future Part Three, where the jacket you put it on and it just fits you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it looks like really it long, and, and then it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, note to self: no, nobody take that idea. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so uh, so Nate, where where are you? How do you feel these days? Do you feel more balanced out? Um. I know that a lot of times when you're trying to find the balance of medication after, um, you know, a big break or after an episode, um, you'd get down into really, really depressed states. And I guess maybe part of the thinking with the doctors is like, well, this is at least better than him being, you know, psychotic. Um, but, but you'd get really, really low and it'd be hard. I I don't need those medications to prevent psychosis though. I just need to stay sober. That's the only thing I need to not smoke marijuana. Yeah. Like, I don't take antipsychotics anymore, even if I'm prescribed them, to be honest, like, because they're horrible. Like, they make me a zombie, a mindless brain dead. Like, even now, I have focus issues, and it's hard to even, like, listen to, like, everything you're saying when you're talking. Like, it, like I have serious impairments day-to-day already. If I took antipsychotics, I would just be nothing. Yeah. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you know, what I was trying to say is, like, I don't... Yeah, like, it, it's better... <sighs> like, from their point of view, me being bipolar, it's like, oh, yeah, it's better to have them depressed than psychotic, but... The issue isn't like I need the medication to not make me psychotic. I just need to stay sober. Uh, like, right, wow, right. man. Yeah. And whenever I talk to a new medical professional or whatever, and they just see the paperwork of oh, bipolar psychosis, they assume certain things like I'm schizophrenic. But like I know myself. Like as 
Mm. Like, yeah, the medication is good for balancing my mood because I still have the ups and downs just bipolar. Like, even before I used drugs, like I said before, right, I had right. ups and downs, like like hypomanic states or just depressive states, just going swinging like that. So it's good to stabilize that. But in terms of psychosis, like, like I said, I just need to say something. Like, when, I, when I'm sober, I don't experience all these massive fluctuations. Do you ever think about getting into a recovery group or are you in one? I've I've been in them in the past. Like I I mean before COVID, there was like a oh yeah yeah COVID bipolar really support screws group. it up really I'm sure yeah I mean I'm sure like I can still do it online and Zoom like I have attended like NAA before but with them I mean there's a lot good there and the twelve steps have changed a lot of lives but it just seems so like some people are so restrictive like <laughs> I don't know like you know is coffee a drug like are we allowed to drink this or we're smoking like is that bad are we not truly sober if we're doing that or just like because <laughs> I do agree that addiction, like, I think is a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, you have one and you need more and more and more. So you just got to stay, like, absolutely sober. Mm. But it's just, like, with them, I don't know. It, it seems almost like a religion, like the issues of an organized religion. Like, it's very strict. Like, if you if you violate anything in any way, you're not qualified as sober and you're not following the 12-step perfectly. Yeah, like, I mean, I found it, like, kind of like that church, too. But I'd have, how I found it, though, is that there's certain clubhouses and certain groups that mm. I could connect with and hang out with and be a part of that were chill and laid back. And then there were other groups that were like super hardcore, mm. you know, mm. like, almost like denominations. Yeah. Like, Oh, you can't have prescription medications. Boom. You know, I'm yeah, like, right. what? are you kidding me? Mm. Like, I'm, I'm going to go insane. Mm. You know, like, isn't that right? Exactly. That, like if I take this muscle relaxer for my shoulders, that count as <laughs> narcotic. Like, is that like, am I no longer sober? And some, some 12 step people would say definitely, but I've found I've, what I did was I went to 12 step programs where I could found a sponsor who realized like, okay, if a doctor prescribes it, mm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. so and you're that's, being fully open with yeah. that doctor. But, you know, I had to, like, choose my sponsor after. I mean, I had to go through a few different sponsors, mm. you know. It makes sense. To, to find out what works for me. Right. And um, and I actually found out sponsoring other people, too, was very difficult, mm. you know, because everybody kind of needs something yeah. different. And everybody's, you know, the point is to work out your your, your sobriety and you help other, you, you, you sponsor people really to help keep yourself sober. Mm. Is yeah. the idea? Um, huh, that's interesting. But it it can be done really well, and it can be done really poorly. It's just like I mean, it's just like anything, right? Sure, sure, you sure. Know? But yeah, you got to you know test out different doctors, they different have, they, psychiatrists. They have big, big book thumpers mm -hmm. is what they call mm -hmm. the real legalistic AAers, you know, because we have the big book, and um, you know. But then you've got really cool folks too, and so. I mean, I did it a way, way and way I did it, I felt like was a way that a lot of people didn't like. I used workbooks, like they had a, these AA workbooks, and everybody, almost everybody I knew except for my sponsor at the time, thought those were ridiculous. Really? And thought that I wasn't really doing the work. And for me, it made a huge difference and helped me stay sober. So I was like, well, screw you, you know, this works for me. Hmm. And often in AA, they'll say, take what you want and leave the rest behind, you know? Mm-hmm. And so actually that's kind of the foundation of revolution is that more laid back idea of how AA works, you know, that everybody's accepted, everybody's welcomed. And, uh, but just, you know, keeping the legalism out cause legalism, right. It just distorts everything. Everything. Yeah. I think any, yeah, any, anything becomes corrupted. I mean, legalism when gets I first in there. started getting sober. It was back in the days when you could still smoke in the clubhouses, like they'd have a smoking yeah. room. And like the freaking ceiling would just be like tar, <laughs> you know, and everybody's like, yeah. 
But those are the meetings I like to go to. And I always go to like midnight meetings or 11 o'clock meetings and just chain smoke, you know, like we're all going to die yeah. of cancer, but we're not going to crash our cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Still married. <sighs> Give me another cigarette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what works for you at the end of the day? I like that. Yeah. That theology just take away what's best for you. Totally. But it's just like, I've gone to meetings where, you know, like if, if I'm trying to avoid marijuana or opiates or whatever, and I'm talking, and if it's mentioned that, like, oh, maybe I'll drink on the weekend or whatever, it's like, oh, well, I've had people talk, like, you know, tell your floor, so like, for now, just listen, like, don't talk. Like, if, if you're if you're doing anything at all that's intoxicating, like, just just, just don't talk, like, don't have your, like, you got to, like, you know, be fully sober and walk 12 steps before you are enlightened like us and can understand and share about what we're right. talking. Not every place is like that, of course, but they're just... It's so different mm. where where you go in a AA the location of the group if it's affiliated with Christianity like oh, I tried that gosh, before no too kidding. yeah the ones that developed with Christianity are always the worst I'm not gonna lie yeah like like our dad tried to get me into one of those with a uh, Covenant Church and like the guy who led it I can't remember his name you don't have I was to like a, say his name. I mean if you don't like oh right right I was to... gonna say the whole name anyway for confidentiality but anyway oh, uh, sure. just yeah like um. Anyway, yeah, he was leading like the 12-step Christian thing, and he's a great guy, but still just like within it, it was just Christianity. Like it, yeah, it was yeah. just like a Christian group meeting. Like it wasn't so much talking about our addictions, and I, I just don't think it was. Well, I remember yeah, I had Christians who would well. come and tell me that, oh, well, if you can't be an AA, and I'm like, why that? Because you admit you're an alcoholic, and God sets you free, and you're not an alcoholic anymore. Oh, <laughs> right, boy. right. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. And that sounds like, like dangerous I'm thinking like, to me. Know, that's what I told him. I'm like, if I believe I'm not an alcoholic, I'm going to go out and drink because I don't mm-hmm. have an issue with that as a sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that can be dangerous thinking for sure. Yeah. Legalism, see? Everywhere. I wanted to comment on that, too. Like, in, in rehab, like, the whole thing, like, it's not a disease thing. Like, in the faith-based rehab I went to, like, we would go to churches like every week or whatever and we went to one church where the preacher was like you know pentecostal like bible thumper and he was telling us that addiction is not a disease and then like afterwards a few of us from the group met up like from the rehab and we're like why did why the fuck did we go to a church that told us that addiction isn't a disease right. like, we just have to pray it away you know we have to read the bible more like right what <laughs> what is this yeah yeah, that's that's dangerous and upset. That really upsets me. You know, yeah, that's it's weird. One of those kind of like it just seems like it just happens constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's dangerous, and that's that's the thing where it's like kind of goes back to the whole idea of like you know uh, be and let be, live and let live kind of mindset. Like believe whatever you want, do whatever you want. But when you start hurting other people, when you start telling other people yeah. to stop taking their meds, start telling other people that divine, you know, or that they 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 can go congregate in masses at church because God's going to keep them, the Holy Spirit's in there to keep them safe and they don't have to wear a mask during COVID, you know, like yeah. that's just dangerous like that. No, like that's, that's where yeah. a line needs to be drawn, you know, and that's, but yeah, then, but, then, but, then you're into legalism. But, but Christians <laughs> believe in crazy things. I mean, that's the thing is we have to remember is that, I mean, I remember one time someone was, I was with this friend of mine and he was making fun of this buddy of his who was, who was right sitting right there, who was Mormon and he's like, yeah, they believe these special plates came down and you could read on them mm. and there's spaceships and blah, 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 you know. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I mean, since some people believe that God came down and became a carpenter and did woodwork. <laughs> and, you know yeah. what I mean? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's just as absurd, man. Like, you know, you're just, 
you're this one's absurd to you because you're not familiar with right. it, you're not raised with yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is we we I think we're too often shocked by the way religious people act because we forget, you know, you're prescribing to some th- really wild ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. presumptions, I mean? just like base so, level presumptions. So it's just, you yeah. know, I think we, you know, and that's where, yeah, I think we're, um, holding, faith, that's where holding well. your, holding your beliefs, holding your faith loosely, I think is important because when you hold on and when you white knuckle it, when you grasp it too hard and say, this is certain, this is a hundred percent, this is, seven literal days of creation you know and then um you get confronted with uh with 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 information that disagrees with that with scientific information and uh and then you just you get into this this dangerous kind of cycle where you have to start like doing mental gymnastics to justify all these wild uh 100% solid uh you know presumptions about how things are i think for me one of the things that's helped is just learning to not care as much anymore yeah. about it you know, I right. mean, I'm, I really, my main concern is how other people are being treated yes. and how they're treating each other mm-hmm. and just not really caring that much about those things like yeah. that everyone's like, oh, you got to major in these things. You know, it's like, yeah, how are yeah. we treating others? And plus, how does, how does the, you know, what, whether or not the earth was created in seven days, how does that affect how I treat other people? How does that yeah. affect how much? you know, spare change I give to the homeless. How does that affect how I talk to my uh, partner? You know what I mean? Like how, at the end of the day, does, does does that belief matter? But I think it shows why most American Christianity is apostate. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, It's with an A, not a P. Um, You know, because I think we've just gotten off the whole foundation of the ideas of, we just got distracted from loving your neighbor and being kind and building community to arguing over miracles and how many angels can dance on the head of a pen, right? And, you know, things like that. And it's just, can God make a stone too big know, for God to lift? And it just leads into all sorts of bizarre ideas. Bizarre, and then yeah. we're surprised that people are like using God to discriminate or using God to do this or using God to do that. You know, it's like, man, it's not that surprising. You know, it's like, how do we just get to the point where those things, you know, like, at the end of the day, does that matter? Right. Does that does really it matter? matter? So it's tough. Right. I mean, I understand right. why it matters Believe to some it, people, fine, but it doesn't matter. But Those are two you different know, things. Apolo- it's like apologetics, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, people who believe in apologetics are probably, like Pete Rollins always says, are probably the biggest doubters alive because mm-hmm. they're trying to prove. To, yeah. They need the certain need it, need the certainty. I need certainty. Anywho. Well, the takeaway is that mental health is mental health is a real issue. The church is not the best bet on it. Mm-hmm. Therapy is really good, especially yeah. probably secular therapy right. and secular sobriety mm-hmm. are both probably the best right. ways good to point. go. Yeah, yeah. It's like separation <laughs> of church and state kind hey, of Hey, church, almost. stay in your lane, man. Yeah, stay in your lane, you know. <laughs> that's, uh, and that kind of, you know, that ties in kind of something that you always say, Jay, is about the church being part of the community and not being the community. Right, right. Because when the church is the community, it becomes very insular, you know. Like, I'm recycling for Jesus. <laughs> I'm knitting for Jesus. Yeah. This is a this is a, a Christian pharmacy. <laughs> um, I need twenty milligrams of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. Nate, do you have do you have any uh, big specific takeaways from our uh, our kind of what we we've touched on over these two interviews? Um, 
takeaways, like what I learned. <laughs> no, I mean, we've learned nothing. <laughs> Let's just be honest. None of us have learned anything. We've. <laughs> Could you give me a thesis, please? <laughs> a hypothesis. How has Jay enlightened you today? <laughs> well, how about you know what? Why don't we? Why don't we finish with our regular question? Yeah, ask. yeah. And before we do that, I would just like to say, like, I think we've had a lot of of this has been a very free, free flowing, free thinking mm-hmm. conversation. Um, and, and, and some people might be like, Oh, this is kind of chaotic. But I think the takeaway is, as we're three people who live a life that we have a lot of chaos in it. Yeah. True that. Yeah. And we are connecting and bonding right now through that chaos with chaos. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing with friends and family is that you can connect even through that. Like we're all sharing different experiences and stories and issues. And it's like, Oh, it's all over the place, but life is all over the place for all of us. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a beautiful experience to bring that little whirlwind together Mm. and not have to be like point A, point B, point C, point, you know, sometimes just share, Uh share what's on your, share what's on your mind, share your experiences, you know, go, go for it and have Uh a good time, you know? Yeah. And you know, it, it can help. I hope that the listeners too, uh, that some people out there realize, you know, that they're not alone kind of thing. They're not alone and be grateful for what you have. You know what I mean? Like be grateful for the, the, the health that you do have and what you're also looking at as three people who are doing their best to deal with their mental health in yes. positive mm-hmm. ways. And, and if you need that help, don't be afraid to seek out help right you know and learn from us and don't go to don't pray it away learn from us <laughs> yeah and go to places that are going to be helpful not harmful and yeah. when they say hey we're going on a field trip to the church that's when you go like ah my tummy hurts i'm gonna stay here <laughs> all right that's, that's my takeaway <laughs> that's pretty yeah, good yeah <laughs> no I, I i agree with that definitely i think like i'm not even thinking of this as like an interview for a recording so much it just feels like we're just guys talking and sharing and yeah if anything like like you said, if it can help someone at the end of the day realizing they're not alone and that we've all gone through some crazy things with chaotic lives. And yeah. that- I mean, you haven't slept in two days. I've had a migraine for two <laughs> days, you know, and Caleb has to yeah. just live with being Caleb. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, buddy. I couldn't think anything no, no, uh, for the two days. I've had bad allergies, but bad I, my, allergies. Mental health, my mental health has been pretty decent. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. Um, thank you. Because I, I worry, you know, I worry that like, oh, he's here in Seattle by himself and going insane. Yeah, well, see, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm thankful for. Uh, I'm going I'm so insane for, for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, see, I because the thing is, like, I am. I I have a very uh, an extroverted itch that does need to be scratched, and so I'm thankful for uh for friends and family and people who were willing to Skype with me and take and, and call me and and, and, That's and awesome. stuff like that because like I otherwise you're right like I would um if I didn't have all those connections and those good that that good community of, of friends and family then I'm sure I would be in a uh, very depressive state probably yeah I'd probably be I'd be super duper I mean I probably should be more worried about finances and stuff but I'm sure I'd, I'd be driving myself even crazier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but I get that. but yeah I'm I'm grateful for people who are willing to have conversations even just casual conversations or when I'm down listen to me vent a little bit cuz otherwise things snowball. That's something that's another takeaway is that community is important because things will snowball if you get stuck in your own head and that's for damn sure. Amen. Yeah. So uh, I agree. Cool. Nate, we always ask at the end of these things, we always ask if you have any um, 
any feedback for Revolution? I know that you're not super duper familiar. You don't. Um, I don't think you listen regularly or any, anything like that. But you you know you know kind of the the message of what we're about. You know our vibe. That's for sure. Uh, you're familiar. Yeah. You're definitely more than familiar with us. Um, and I, I hope that the, the, the community is very, is welcoming to you as you get more involved now and and um, and and seeing seeing you pop up more and more. But uh, anyway, but we always ask you yeah, if you have any uh, feedback for us, stuff that maybe that you, that you are taking away that you appreciate. If there's anything that you think we could tweak or anything that we can improve on. Um, you are helping us improve on some stuff because you're helping us with our... you got a Reddit set up. That's something we can say. We now have a Revolution Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. How do people find that, Nate? Um, I, I mean, I guess you can just search for the username. I can't remember exactly what it is. but I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it as a, a link in the show notes. Um, yeah. But yeah, we definitely want to expand with that, like be more active on it. If you want to give me some roles on what to do there. Cool. Some actual assignments. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're helping us kind of work on figuring out Patreon a little bit and stuff. So yeah, thank you for all your, uh, for any, any volunteer work that you, that you do and, and will do. Yeah, no problem at all. But as, as far as feedback for what you are doing, yeah, I have seen a few of your streams, just the ones that are posted on Facebook, but I don't know too much exactly about all the inner workings. So, like, what you're doing seems effective. You reach a lot of people, and you're on multiple platforms, so I guess I'll just say good work there. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. And by the way, uh, it is We Are Revolution C. S-E-A-E. Okay. Oh, or, sorry, S-E-A. I'm sorry. I'm, S-E-A, I'm so yeah. Spaced. I have not slept in a long time. <laughs> okay. We Are Revolution C. Okay. Yes, that is it. S-E-A. <laughs> very cool. We are Revolution Seattle, essentially. So, cool. Bang. Very, very cool. Or boom. So, yeah. Thanks for uh, getting that all set up for us, Nate. And, um, yeah, no problem. Onwards and upwards. We'll keep on trucking and grinding away, uh, improving our social media presence. And uh, thanks for helping us do that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. Thanks I love for you, chatting man. with us. Love you a lot. And uh, looking forward to seeing you on Christmas. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Peace Nate. out. Hey, congrats on your negative COVID test. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. That Thank was you. wild. I, I studied so hard for that test. <laughs> I did everything I could. To, to get a negative grade. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, man. See ya. See ya. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.
was a post-Christian podcast.